When it comes to being pregnant or nursing, America still basically hates women. I promise not to get too fem on you today, but stick around. I have some easy and practical considerations that I think really can make life easier on an expectant or nursing vendor or guest. Welcome to the Refine Podcast with Amber Anderson, where wedding planners like you come to be encouraged and challenged through radical honesty, tough love, and brilliant ideas. As a former personal trainer turned wedding planner and now educator, Amber is known for helping wedding planners grow through her no BS yet considerate and thoughtful approach. The Refined Podcast tackles the issues you think about but fear bringing up, all with Amber's trademark sass and wit. So as you listen, be sure to hit that subscribe button, making sure you never miss that one little nugget that could change it all for you. Hi friends, welcome back to another episode of the Refined Podcast. Today, I'm talking about a passion subject. As a mom myself, I feel like I have a lot to say on this topic. I really, oddly, don't think I was much of a feminist until I had children and realized, yeah, how much America hates women. (laughs) It's become this, I mean, just the curtain was pulled back and I see that there, I mean, it's pretty rough out there. But I don't want to get down too much of a rant alley today. I really want to have a productive conversation about some really easy things we can do as an industry to help with this and help make accommodations that in some ways do take some effort and other ways just take simple awareness and consideration in the same ways that we consider, you know, elderly or others. Okay, so... The cool thing about this episode is that it's airing on my daughter's fifth birthday. Today is Annie's birthday. That was her birthday. Her birthday was probably one of the scariest days of my life. A few days before she was born, well, she was high risk. Both of my kids were high risk, but I still did my job the whole way through. (laughs) We're not broken. And I had to, she was born three weeks early. She was induced. She was at risk for being stillborn, but I had a plan in place. I had people in place. I had all my couples were ready for it. And four days before a wedding, my doctor, I went in to do one of my scans and the doctor's like, nope, today's the day. Meet me at the hospital. So I called the groom and he, all he cared about was how I was doing and the baby. And so if we have our messaging right and we have our plans in place in a proper way, like that really can be the outcome. And you know what? The planner that I had on his account, on their account, showed up and did the job and the day was great. And I'm Facebook friends with this couple and I've watched their family grow and we're friends, okay? So don't be scared of it. But I will have an episode speaking to becoming a mother as a wedding planner here to come. Today, I really want to focus on timelines and venue accommodations and seating and food and things like that okay so I have a whole list of things we're just going to go through I'm going to rattle them off they're in no particular order we're just having a chat here okay so in an ideal world and we don't live in an ideal world right so let's preface with that in an ideal world we'd have all these things I would love for you to no matter what wedding pro category you fall in to just think about okay what can I do in my category to be mindful of these things what's realistic okay and they may not all be realistic but take what is and run with it so as a venue if you have this space I understand that real estate is a concern here if you have this space it would be awesome to provide something for nursing mothers so 
um, that need to pump or have their baby with them. That I understand that that can't necessarily just be a private room. <laughs> like every room is being used for something, right? Vendors have to share a room. I get that. Maybe they get access to an office for a moment, or maybe there's a curtain that's put up in the bathroom near a power outlet that can be opened or closed as needed. So it doesn't really take up a lot of space unless it's actually being used where a chair can then be put in there if needed, but taken away if we don't want to block that space. That can be done in the vendor room, the bathroom, whatever, but it has to be near a power outlet or perhaps have a long extension cord that could go to one. And nursing mothers know to kind of think about these things too, but wow, it's so nice when those scenes are provided and we as a planner can communicate to those guests or to those vendors ahead of time that, hey, we're going to have a chair, a curtain, and a power supply for you. That just I can't even explain to you the relief that that is for someone. Most of the nursing mothers that are pumping are gonna be bringing their own coolers with a little ice pack. If possible to provide a refrigerator, that's awesome. Some of these days are really, really long and the milk doesn't stay fresh for 16 hours in a cooler, right? So if it's possible to have a mini fridge or access to something in the catering kitchen, that is helpful. That, that's a, a really great accommodation. But yes, we're going to be bringing our own coolers. It's just a matter of how long is our shift and will that, will that milk still be good by the time they get home? So fridge access. And also too, for moms that need to put together some formula or warm up a bottle if they have a child there, if, if the couple has allowed babies to come to the event, having a way to warm up a bottle is really nice without having to hand it off to a stranger and, you know, a sanitized bottle, handing it off and not knowing how it's going to come back. You know, that's just a little more nuanced with the baby. So maybe bringing, being able to bring out like a hot mug of water that the bottle can sit in for a little bit, or I don't know, being willing to have that conversation with a mom is just something to be aware of. Okay, here's another one, parking. Okay, so especially for vendors that are expecting or nursing. First off, I kind of, <laughs> this is my like soapbox for the industry. I don't know that I feel like vendors should really be parking all that far because they're leaving really late. And I just don't know that I feel like it's all that safe for vendors to have to walk super, super far in their car at night. Take that opinion or throw something in that opinion. I don't care what you do with it. That's my opinion. <laughs> As a planner, even if a venue tells me my parking spot is a mile away, I will park in the, I, I don't, I know. I am not going to walk to my car that late at night by myself. And it, we, yeah, we're not doing that. I have a background of abuse and trauma and that's not an open conversation I'm willing to have. I will park in a safe place. And I think that as an expectant mother, that's just a kind accommodation to have in the same way that you would do for elderly or someone else that might can need that for a variety of reasons. And then additionally, for a nursing mom, that if there's not a space inside, they're going to have to be going back to their car and like plugging in there. And so the closer they can get, the better, because it just takes less time. And yeah, also when I think there's something good to know here, headspace wise, that Obviously, this doesn't matter if a guest is pumping, but like if a vendor needs to go pump, that doesn't mean that they're not working. I can't tell you how many times I sat in my car or on a toilet or whatever, pumping, sitting on the ground in a bathroom, exposed to everybody because there was no privacy, pumping and still radioing to my team or checking on what's coming next and texting to the DJ or whatever. So my mind was still always where it needed to be. 
right? I was still looking at the timeline. I was still making sure I was ahead of things and communicating with the team. Pumping doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, the brain stopped. It just means that we're in a different room doing it and that that can be done. As a wedding planner, if you're listening to this and you know that there's going to be a expectant or nursing or pumping mother on the vendor team, find out what we can do timeline-wise, accommodation-wise, because especially for like a photographer or DJ that um, those breaks are a little harder to get in, right, without missing something. Maybe there's a way to do the timeline in, in a fashion that doesn't impact that. You know what I mean? Like see what accommodations can be made. For the most part, everyone's going to be bringing their support staff, right? So pumping mothers typically have an assistant. And I mean, they're not necessarily required to do that, but that is kind of a common thing. But just don't be scared of the timeline stuff and see what can be shifted around. Okay, let's talk about layouts. If you know you're going to have a guest that is expectant or nursing in the same way that you do for elderly or people with pacemakers or whatever, like think about where they're seated. Okay, so try to avoid sitting next to loudspeakers or the entertainment, try to be closer to the restrooms, stuff like that. And when you're, if you're doing a buffet and you're releasing tables or things like that, try to release those mothers first and quickly. For me, I start with the VIPs. So that was like wedding party, family, the couple, obviously. And then I look for elderly. I look for children and mothers. Okay. And I can't always tell, unless someone tells me that they're nursing or pumping mother, there's no way for me to know, but I can tell you that stage of motherhood, like you're ravenous. Like you cannot eat enough. There's a bottomless pit in your stomach and, um, it causes like, like that's, that's necessary that, um, so like going long periods without food can be really hard and and sure they're probably bringing snacks, but sometimes there's just a hang up with it. Right. So just look for that. And if you know that they're nursing, try to accommodate that. Obviously they're not wearing a tattoo on their forehead that says my baby's at home, but, um, my boobs hurt really bad right now. And my stomach is starving, right? Like you can't know everything, but and some of that is personal and private and they're not going to talk to the couple about it. It's not going to get reported to you, whatever. But I can tell you that I often have a nursing mother pull me aside and say, hey, is there a place I can pump or whatever? And I just kind of remember that and know where they're sitting and make sure that they have water and food throughout the evening. Virgin drinks. Yay. Let's talk about this. Not just for those um, that can't drink because they're pregnant, but like our culture has moved into this realm of consideration as a whole, right? Like not everyone drinks and it's not it's not this old taboo thing that it used to be that like, oh, you, you don't drink, you can't have fun. It's like, no, maybe I just am cautious and aware of like family history, or maybe I just don't want to, or maybe whatever, have some virgin drinks that are really fun at the wedding. Okay. That's a kind of a, just, I don't know, do that. This is totally above and beyond. This is kind of fun. If you have couples that are wanting to be cushy with their guests and provide this great guest experience, but the same way we provide like little care kits for kids, you know, with like crayons and activities and stuff. If, if children are coming, how cool would it be if we have little care kits for expectant mothers with like little, like soft little shoes or a seat cushion, a handheld fan, little water and snacks so that they have something between meal service and stuff like that. So again, that's totally above and beyond, but how sweet and cushy is that if, if really going in for that guest experience back to having kids at the table our kids at the weddings, um, stuff like babysitting services and things like that. I love offering that for families because I personally don't love when kids are at weddings. I have a whole, like that could be an episode into itself. I have, a, I have a lot to say about that. 
I won't do that here, but having a babysitting service is awesome if that's a possibility. Also having high chairs. High chairs are pretty helpful. It's so hard to eat with a kid in your lap. <laughs> so if you know that there's a kid coming, make sure that that's looked into with your, with your layout and your rentals and things like that. Let's see, what else do we have? Oh, this is probably also above and beyond too. And, and I think people guess as they do RSVPs, they typically will write something on the back if they have a dietary restriction that's not asked about on the card or whatever. Like I'm gluten-free and I just kind of know to do that. And it's so common now that I don't necessarily feel rude or guilty about it anymore. I used to feel so uncomfortable, but I mean, you know, it's either that or be violently ill. <laughs> so I... If you know there's an expectant mother and catering can do it the same way that we provide gluten-free or vegetarian or whatever meals, being mindful of things that expectant mothers cannot eat. So like they can't have things like blue cheese or like, you know, they can't have like meat and cheese boards, for example. So there are just a few things like that, that if catering can have a pregnant friendly meal for them in the same way you would provide for a vegetarian, then that's awesome. So it's just little things you have to think about. They can totally do it. It doesn't cost any extra money. You just got to like put it in your notes, right? Let's see. This one might be a little extreme and may not always be desired, but if um, I would particularly do this for like wedding party, if you have an expectant, you know, wedding attendant or something like have an emergency contact on hand for if, you know, they need anything or go into labor or whatever, and likely their partner is going to be with them and like, you know, all of their emergency contacts are probably there at the wedding, but maybe not. And I tend to do this for people in general. I just like, one of my questions on my forums is about like health conditions and I don't require them to answer it. I can't, there's HIPAA, but I just like, if they're comfortable answering that, you know, are there any health conditions we need to be aware of and who are those emergency contacts? Cause here's the thing, when people start drinking and the emergency happens at 11 PM and they're kind of all over the place and scattered, they're not like they can't jump into problem solving very quickly, right? Whereas we can. So again, this is all a comfort thing. It's, you can't require it, but it's kind to ask if, if it's possible. So yeah, in general, I think that headspace support is so important. And I'll just kind of wrap up with this. I feel like as a whole, we sometimes look at pregnant women or pumping mothers as um, broken or weak or... Um, you know, and, and you know what? Yeah, there is fatigue involved and there is that fuzzy mom brain at times, but like, I don't know. I can just tell you that having two babies in peak busy season, I've never been so proud of myself for the things that I can do. And when you're trying to feed a child and you're trying to feed your dream, like there's just really not much a mom can't do. I really believe that. I feel like there's this strength that comes up and it's, and, I, and that feels so cliche, like this fierce, you know, mama bear and like the, the, the tiger within you and all that stuff. Like, but it's so true. Um, there's really not much a mom can't do. And so, but I think headspace is important and being encouraging of each other in this industry. And this is a, a predominantly female uh, heavy industry. And so it's really sad to see that, you know, we have to have these conversations like, hello, <laughs> But, you know, emotions get involved, money gets involved, contracts, real estate, timelines, like all that stuff can get involved. But in, in a culture that's moving towards inclusion and awareness and consideration and, and things like that, I just want to bring attention to this corner of, of, of the conversation too. And as, like I've said, as we consider our elderly and those with particular needs or, 
you know, I've, I've mentioned the pacemaker stuff or people that, you know, epilepsy, like we're not putting, we're not strobing lights and stuff like that when we know we have guests with needs like that. So the same is true for, for mothers. And I so appreciate your willingness to listen to this episode. I really hope that it creates some ideas and sparks some areas where maybe there can be some more open-mindedness and just little tiny things like questions you ask on your forms or, you know, the thought process that you have when working with an expectant planner or, or whatnot, like, or if you see them sitting at the reception, they're still likely, like they've probably brought extra staff and they're probably radioing with that staff and they're, they're sitting and they are the brain of the operation. And that might be because, you know, their doctor said, Hey, you need to sit, (laughs) but that doesn't mean you can't work. And so helping combat some of those things when couples bring attention to it and she's like, Oh yeah, no, we, you know, just stand up for that and say, Hey, no, this works. We've seen this. It works just fine. Here's what you're going to see and know to expect and we support it and are there for it. And, and here's what I'm going to say. There was one particular wedding that I was just, I was just out of it. And I had a caterer lead banquet lead that noticed and we'd worked together a lot and he, he noticed and he didn't ask questions and he just supported me and he just jumped in there and that day went awesome. And you know what? There's been a wedding since then where he was having a bad day. Okay. Obviously he didn't birth the child, but like he had his own bad day for whatever reason. And I didn't ask questions and I jumped in and I carried the weight for him. And that's just what we do as wedding pros. So you know, we're all going to be going through something. Maybe for you, it's, you know, you're grieving the loss of someone you love, or you're going through a divorce, or you're homeschooling your kids through a pandemic and life is nuts, or maybe, I don't know, your house flooded or whatever it is, right? Like we're all going to go, we're humans and we're all going to go through big things and pregnancy and nursing, no different than some of the other big things that we've all gone through as far as like the weight and distraction and, and whatnot, but that doesn't make us broken or incapable of doing our jobs. It just means teamwork makes the dream work. And if we can lean in as a team, we really can make this all happen for people in a way that is beautiful and lovely and successful and just as everyone dreamed it to be. So that's my soapbox for today. I would love to hear any other ideas that you might have. So as you listen, take a screenshot on your phone there, pop it on your Instagram stories, tag me, share your thoughts. I want to, I want to know what you think. If you're doing some of these things, let me know. If you, you heard an idea today that you're like, oh, that's easy. Hadn't thought about that. Let me know. Share this message. We've got to get this out. I think conferences, wedding conferences don't accommodate. I have literally sat in an open hallway pumping at a wedding conference before and that was just out of revolt of like, I will not sit on one more nasty toilet. I'm just not going to do it. So you guys can all walk by and watch me pump. And that's just, that was me having my little feminist moment. But like, you don't sit on the toilet while you eat your lunch. Why should I sit on a toilet while I pump to then like pump someone else's lunch? It just doesn't make sense. And for the record, if you've ever sat on a toilet for that long, it hurts. It does not feel good. So help me make a little tiny change in this corner of the world. Bye, friends. I'll catch you next time.